the tale of two halves in South Philadelphia today, but the second half is where the party got started. Rodney McLeod picks off Jake Fromm for the INT. Next up, the giant killer himself, Boston Scott, punches in a three-yard touchdown. And Devontae Smith with a little toe-drag swag in the end zone for the touchdown. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Lane Johnson catches a touchdown pass for the score. Welcome into the post game show presented by Rico. I'm Gabriella DiGiovanni here with Fran Duffy and Ike Reese. Guys, the first half, it was looking a little rough. I would love to know what Nick Sirianni said at halftime because then the players came out in the second half, really turned it on. Jalen Hurts played great. The defense played well all four quarters. A much needed win here today, and they got it done. Yeah, I'm wondering if Coach Sirianni gave them the fire and brimstone speech at halftime to sort of wake them up, right? Because it seemed like they were sleepwalking through the first half. Short week, played a game on Tuesday night. He's not going to use that as an excuse. Neither will I. Uh, I'll just look at it this way. They got off to a slow start, but they were able to hang in there. And in the second half, you saw where getting turnovers and getting a short field was able to help them prevail in this game. The biggest thing in that first half was the Giants never had to get out of their comfort zone because the Eagles didn't force them out of their comfort zone. Once the Eagles did that, you saw the scoreboard start to run up in the Eagles' favor. And all of that is all well and good. All of that's great. But, guys, we got a thick six today. A Lane Johnson touchdown. <laughs> Can we run that back? The Lane Johnson touchdown. I mean, it's so rare that we get to see an offensive lineman reach the end zone. The first touchdown by an Eagles offensive lineman since Todd Harriman's back in 2010. Uh, just awesome to see Big Lane get in for pay dirt. Uh, one of my highlights from the 2021 season, if we're going to be honest. Absolutely. <laughs> Caps off a little Lincoln leap, too. I like the high step in right. the end zone. That was great. Um, let's talk about the first half. First, okay, bad news first, then we'll get to all the good sure. stuff. Okay, we talked a lot in the kickoff show about Dallas Goddard and the great two games he has strung together against the Jets in Washington. The Giants have his number a little bit, kept him quiet in the first half, didn't haul in a pass until the second half. I thought that was very interesting. I think the Giants game planned pretty well for Dallas Goddard, but of course, it did give other guys opportunities too. Yeah, and this league is about matchups. You know, one of the things that Fran and I talked about this week on Eagles game plan is what the Giants like to do on defense with their sub packages. So you get these athletes out there. They could be a linebacker or a safety or a DB, right? Yep. So you got a guy that's big enough and fast enough to run with Dallas. And he's always going to get extra help paid towards him, extra attention paid towards him. But – the Giants seemingly have done a nice job on tight ends all year long. Dallas in the first game, I believe, he only had one catch versus the Giants or maybe one target versus the Giants in that first game. So I'm not totally surprised there. A lot of it is, you know, that Giants defense saying we're not going to allow 88 to beat us today. You're going to have to go somewhere else with the ball. And look, all's fair, right? A couple yeah. of those plays are on Dallas as well. Uh, a couple tough drops for him in this game. One on that opening drive. He had a little, a one a little bit later as well. So uh, just unable to connect with him to the level that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. But the Eagles were able to find some playmakers in the second half. Yeah, well, sticking with the first half and their playmakers, Devontae Smith, three receptions for 75 yards at halftime. Of course, none of those converted to a score, unfortunately, in the first half. Uh, but the rookie came to play today. We talked a lot about him in the kickoff show because he has been a little quiet the past few weeks, but not today. Yeah, and I like some of the uh, play designs from the office to sort of get uh, Devontae open. You know, yep. he, he is such a great route runner, and when he's running those crossing routes, he gets those DBs to get on their horse, and they start to chase him. I saw some plays where we moved Jalen out to one side of the pocket. We would run a little bit of a banana route with Devontae, and Jalen has enough arm strength to get the ball back to the other side. So just doing some different things to try to free Devontae up because when, you, when, you're, when you're the number one wide receiver, 
you draw the most attention. You're going to draw James Bradbury and some safety help over the top. So then it becomes, how do we get him freed up? And I thought they did a nice job, at least in that first half, getting him some open looks. Yeah, and I talked about creating that separation and how he was able to get open. I loved him at the catch point today. I, I, to me, when you saw uh, some of the catches, obviously the touchdown was big time. Getting You talked about the, the, uh, the two-toe uh, drag swag uh, down there along the sideline. We see that play here coming up, coming in for six points. That outstanding catch. But how about that 48-yard? from the first half where he went up and attacked the football, took it away from the corner in James Bradbury. I love what Devontae Smith has done at the catch point lately, capitalizing on those opportunities, Ella. That's what we talked about earlier in the, on the kickoff show was that ability to come up big when your number is called. We saw that from Devontae here in this game. That 48-yarder was a career high, and we also saw big plays from Quez Watkins and Jalen Rager as well. That's why Jalen Hurst is at the top of the league in big plays right now because yep. he can throw it down the field when he needs to, and he has receivers who can haul it in. Uh, but we're going to actually – Check in with uh, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, who's over at Lincoln Financial Field. Dave, they got the win. We were just talking yeah. about the first half. It was kind of the tale of uh, mistakes and miscues. But Nick Sirianni, Sirianni obviously had a good message at halftime. What do you think was the huge turnaround in the second half? Well, you know, Ella, I just talked to Rodney McLeod as he came off the field. He's the one who got things going with the interception. Great pass rush from Jannard Avery there. But it was just the Eagles knew they had to get something to seize the momentum of the football game. And the defense was on the field first, play number two of that second half, and, and McLeod came up with the big interceptions. So I don't think it was anything particularly that Nick said, but certainly everybody, as they were walking off the field, it was a pretty tough first half, and the players were not pleased when they came off the field. So everyone understood what they had to do. They had to take control of the football game, and they went on a blitzkrieg in that third quarter. 31 unanswered points uh, turned the game around. So uh, credit to the Eagles after a really, really sluggish first half. They poured it on in half number two. Dave, you talked about uh, Devontae Smith. We talked about him a little bit earlier. I'm interested to get your thoughts on the rookie's performance. Then also that touchdown. I mean, you've been around this team for a long time. You've been watching the NFL for a long time. Have you ever seen a review process like that no. one where the call is announced and then uh, reversed after extended review? Yeah, so uh, well, now I'm not quite sure if I understand what exactly happened. It <laughs> was it was ruled a touchdown. Then upon review, as they review every scoring play, it was overturned. And then did the Eagles challenge? I think the Eagles may have challenged that review. And so then it was reversed back to the original call. Remarkable catch. Look, last week, that was one of the great catches I've ever seen Devontae on the sidelines. Today, that catch falling out of bounds, his ability to get the left foot in and then the left, the right toe in and control the football while being pushed out of bounds, going backwards. His body control is incredible. Fran, you talked about him at the catch point, the way he went up, up, up in the first half for that great catch. J just the way this young man is able to keep his body under control, catch everything. You never see a bobble going out of bounds. And to get his feet down like that, I, it, this is the stuff of truly special talents and Devontae Smith has that yeah I think sometimes Dave um, <laughs> we almost have to pinch ourselves to realize that you know a guy that's making plays on the sideline like that we just aren't accustomed to seeing that and Devontae's gonna be making plays like that for a lot more years in midnight green I want to talk to you a little bit about Jalen Hurts though at the quarterback position Ella brought up the first half and how we sputtered uh, what'd you think of Jalen's play in the first half of this game well, I think that it was too similar to what happened last uh, on Tuesday night against Washington. And, you know, 
you, you have to polish this stuff up. I, I, I respect and certainly... Dave, I have to cut you please. off. I'm sorry. We have Devontae Smith at the podium. Okay. Devontae, did you know you were in, even though there are uh, so many reviews? Uh, yeah, I mean, like when I get on the sideline, I got a, got a second sense, so, you know, it's kind of my thing. Have you ever seen uh, referees review a review before? What was going through your mind when this was all going on? <laughs> no, nah, I ain't never seen that one. When you say it's kind of your thing, how, how long has that been the case? Um, I mean, I would say the past few years. I mean, just kind of, as you play the game, you just kind of get used to it, kind of, your awareness kind of goes up. You kind of just know where you are. You had a kind of sideline catch last week, uh, and then you had that touchdown catch. Which one was better, do you think? Uh, I would say the one today was better. Why? Uh, just because I was going backwards, so it was just kind of like, I had to drag my foot a little bit. kind of felt like Michael Jackson. <laughs> How much of that is body control as opposed to just awareness? Um, a, lo a lot of it. I mean, you, you got to just... With your momentum, you just got to know how, how, like, how to have your feet and things like that. Just what you can do. Over and over again. Um, yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't even say it's reps. It just kind of just happens. What do you think? What do you think? The slow start for, for the offense. Um, I mean, just finding our groove. I mean, come out, just things just wasn't going our way. So I mean, we just had to find our groove, um, make some adjustments, and I mean, that's all it was. How important was it to see Lane Johnson score that touchdown? Oh, I mean, it, it was big. I mean, the drive before that, he was calling himself. So, um, and then when they did call it, it was just like, knew it was going to be touchdown. Um, I mean, it's big. We've been repping that for a while. Devontae, last week, Jalen had a, a shot to you down the middle. And you, you were mic'd up saying you lost the ball. This week, a very similar, you know, area, and you were able to, to pull it in. What was the process there? Um, just didn't just didn't take my eyes off of it. Last week, I took my eyes off of it for a second, and I lost it. Um, this week, I just didn't take my eyes off of it. Devontae, the Giants wanted to draft you, and the Eagles came up and made that trade. Does playing well against them for today, the rest of your career, does that mean a little something extra? Um, I mean, I'm here for a reason. I'm glad to be here. So, I mean, that's going to be every game, not just that game. I mean, every game going to go out there and give them my all. I think the first pass was to you. Was there a concerted effort after what happened last Giants game where you didn't really see the ball a lot to get you involved right away? Um, I mean, that's that's just the play calls. I mean, we have we have plays plays that we know we're going to run. The first possession. I mean, they, the coaches call what they had to call. Uh, on the on the touchdown, you did that little motion thing back and <coughs> forth. Was that just explain to us what the point of that is for, against the defense? Um, I mean, just to just to kind of get the defense lost. I mean, you you know you're on the goal line. They're probably going to play man. So just to kind of whoever guarding you, just to get him going. Two nice uh, pass breakups this year too. Do you have any uh, corner in your background? Uh, yeah, it's a, lot, it's a lot of my background. I mean, before the receiver thing, I was a corner, so. What do you think about the state of the team here with two to play? About Say it again? The state of the team with two to play, what do you think? Um, I mean, just every week. I mean, just keep chipping away every week. Um, just going out there, taking it day by day, and just chipping away just every little 1%. Take two more for the What was Nick's message in the locker room? Um. I mean, how things weren't going our way. Defense played great today. Uh, offensively, things weren't going our way, but we adjusted. So just being out there, knowing that in games, you're going to have to adjust. Um, just, just make our adjustments. We know what we got to do. Go out there, correct our mistakes, and move on.
Is Ashley getting this one? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure uh, I, I haven't looked yet, but yeah, she'll. I might not even get it. I might just ship it straight home. Just ready for, for the batted ball right away. What did you see on that play that led to the interception? Yeah, uh, obviously they were running a lot of that empty, so we kind of knew, you know, disguising coverages. Obviously, I'm moving around a lot in those. And so we kind of knew, you know, once I moved in, they were going to go back to that side. So, you know, obviously, you know, I thought Rod, they were going to throw it on the out and Rod was going to get the pick, but obviously he cut back in and Rod broke it up and just right place, right time, really. Alex, even when they switched quarterbacks, it seemed that defense maintained it in its intensity. What do you notice from and then uh, as opposed to Glennon, you know, being able to keep that pressure? Yeah, I mean, obviously we watched a lot of, you know, Glennon during the week. Like, he's been their quarterback for the last month. And so we just knew they were going to kind of run similar things with Fromm, and they kind of changed it up a little bit. Obviously, they ran the ball a lot more. And then so when they went back to Glennon, we knew what they were going to try to go to. He was obviously more, you know, they were throwing more shots with him, you know, a lot of the bites and stuff outside. And so we knew once they switched it, we knew what we were going to get. They were only having two yards of play through three quarters. Did you ever feel like they could seriously move the ball on you guys? No. Uh, you know, we we knew, you know, we knew what we had to do to win this game. We know what happened, you know, against them last time. We knew, you know, we needed to create plays on defense and we needed to stop them and, you know, kind of, you know, the saying, you know, you know, step on their throat, you know, the whole game and you know, and that's what we were able to do and just give our offense, you know, as many opportunities until they got going. And once they did, it was just kinda we can continue to play the way we did. Yeah, you know, we've been saying it for a few weeks. You know, we we know as a defense we've been playing well, you know, for the, like the last month, just, you know, not enough turnovers. And that was kind of the, the emphasis. Obviously, it's always been our emphasis. We talk about it all the time. And so to be able to, you know, get those and, you know, give the offense more opportunities, you know, that's it's what we want to do and we're able to do it today. Alex, for you personally, I mean, your whole career has kind of been up and down. This year's kind of been up and down. What does a moment like this mean? To, to you to, to make the play that ices the game and, you know, sort of does what your defense asks? Yeah, uh, it's nice. Obviously, you know, it's exciting to, you know, be able to do that. You know, I, you know, obviously scoring now two years in a row in the NFL, you know, I scored once in college my sophomore year and you kind of don't, you know, get those opportunities. And obviously even, you know, for me to just play in the NFL, you know, is a privilege every week. So to have those opportunities and be able to do this for this team and the way we're trending, and, you know, the guys in that locker room, uh, it's exciting to be able to do that and, you know, just continue to, you know, press on because, you know, we know it's in front of us and, you know, we obviously it's Washington and then, you know, hopefully we just continue to roll. Do you feel like the fact that Nick's dialed things back on practice as early as way back in November helped you guys on a short week like this? Yeah, uh, I think, you know, with how our schedules have been, like you said, you know, obviously Wednesdays being double walkthroughs, this week wasn't really a shock to us. It was kind of the same routine. We just didn't have... You know, I guess a, a Monday, Tuesday, we just kind of went into it, into a Wednesday uh, day, you know, on Thursday and Friday. So it wasn't as big of a shock to us. You know, we came out of the last game, you know, healthy, and we were ready to go. You know, uh, you guys, I mean, you guys know you asked us all week, you know, if we were going to take what happened last time in MetLife into this game. And I think, you know, we showed that obviously we did. What was this week like sort of physically just with the, the tight turnaround and also, you know, not having Nick in the building? Uh, yeah, obviously the tight turnaround. Me personally, I love when we play on a short week. I, you know, I say it all the time. I would take a basketball schedule. So, you know, I love, I, I'd rather play every day. So I enjoy it. Uh, I think, you know, we handled it well. Obviously, uh, with Christmas as well, it can be a tough week. You were going to have a shorter practice days, whether or not we played on Sunday or Tuesday. So as a team, obviously, we handled it very well. We Everyone put in the work they needed to. And, you know, same thing with having, you know, coach obviously out. It was different, but I think... You know, we stuck to the game plan. Whether or not, you know, a coach is there, 
you know, we're going to continue to work. And, you know, with Zoom and everything nowadays, you're, you're pretty much in the room whether, you know, he's not a player, so he can FaceTime in and be pretty much there the entire time. Alex, you said you took what happened at MetLife and, and applied it in what ways? Yeah, I mean, we know, you know, we lost the game we should have won. And so to, you know, come off of that. And as a defense, no, we didn't create any turnovers that week, and we needed to. You know, if we would have had two or three like we did today, it would have made – it would have, you know, been a different game, and so to be able to remember that and come out and play the way we did, uh, you know, it's huge for us you know, as moving forward. That was sick. Speaking of that, like Rodney's interception, like to start things off in the second half. I mean, how big was that? I mean, not only for you guys on defense, but like it seemed to get the offense going too. Yeah, it's huge. I think, you know, obviously you guys know. I mean, this stadium gets rocking. Every stadium, you know, but when you come in after halftime, stadiums are always people are still in line. You know, it's not as, it's not as you know hyped up. So it's nice, you know, especially as a defensive player when the offense goes first, because you know they can drive down. By the time they score, you know everyone's back in, and so. When you start on defense, you know, it's a little empty. You don't always have that, you know, crowd momentum in a game like this. So, you know, to obviously, you know, two, three plays in to have a pick like that and give the offense a short field is is huge in that situation. That was linebacker Alex Singleton, of course, recording his second pick six, the first coming last year. Big day for the linebackers. Obviously, the defense as a whole. Fran and I talked a lot about the kickoff show. Uh, we're actually going back to the podium. Nick Sirianni. Uh, play called Elaine. East Texas. East Texas. Some of those gadgety ones you don't you don't uh, you don't try to name everything because it's hard to name it all. So you kind of come up with a, a specialized name and Lane's from East Texas, and that's what we called it. Monte he said it was a play a... that uh, he had been talking about uh, during the game. Lane, uh, did you hear that? And did you go with that? Because I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Monte said that Lane had been talking about being open or running that play throughout the game. Is that true? Is he well, Lane wasn't eligible until that very play. So Lane couldn't have been open. I don't know. I, I don't know what Devontae is thinking right there. Um, so, But uh, we had a lot of confidence in the play because of the way we, we practiced this week. Uh, and, you know, just confidence in Lane that, I mean, Lane's a phenomenal football player. Um, you know, I, I don't agree that he's not in the Pro Bowl. I think that, I think that you, you got a chance to have a guy who's going to be a first or second team All-Pro and not in the Pro Bowl. And so it was great to be able to get him a touchdown. Uh, you know, he just deserves so much credit, I, so much more credit than he's getting. This this guy is just – I've never been in around an offensive tackle that has as talented as this guy is. Like, he could play tight end if he wanted. You should see him throw the football. This guy is so immensely talented. Um, I just got so much respect for him. And it was nice it's, – it's always great when you can reward guys that don't get in the end zone with a touchdown like that. And so – I think it was his first touchdown since uh, since high school. I'm sure he scored a lot of them in high school because the guy's just a stud, and and just so happy that he's anchoring our you know he's anchoring our offensive line, and and look forward to the accolades that he's going to get because he deserves them. Nick, how long you been repping that play? Has that been in for a while? Uh, that's not a play that can be in each week. We've had it in the plan before. Um, when it when it fits, uh, again, it doesn't fit against every team and every system. So. Uh, it, it's been in the plan before, so we've had reps of it, but you know it, it hasn't been in in a couple weeks. So, gr again, just a great job by our coaches and our players. You know the detail of how the coaches installed the play, and then obviously the detail of the way the players uh, executed the play. Um, you know, being able to accomplish that in in a, in a short week. Do you feel like the short turnaround in your absence this week affected? 
I don't. I don't. We. I, I. You know what? Our defense played an outstanding game. We all know that. How how they came out and they were they were hitting them right from the beginning. Obviously, you never want to start a, a game <clears throat> on special teams by by putting the ball on the ground right to right to start. JJ was there to get the fumble recovery, but you don't want to do that. Um, you know, we definitely weren't executing the way we need to execute. But I, I got so much respect for that defensive coordinator and those de that defense that we just played today. I think that's a really, really outstanding defense. That's a great defensive line. That's a re I, Coach Graham, I think, is just a really good coordinator that I, I've had a lot of respect for for a lot of years now. Um, so again, you got to say, anytime you start off that way and you only score three points in the first half, it's always going to be, you know, we didn't coach well enough for sure. Um, we didn't play well enough. But hats off to them because that, that's a good defense. So it, it's a combination of all three. Uh, but um, it, I, don't, I don't put anything into the short week. This team's handled adversity all year, you know, um, through different things. And, and that's, just a, that's just what you have to do in the NFL. You have to handle adversity. And because it rarely is going to go the, the way you think it's going to go, just perfectly smooth the whole time. And, and our, our teams handle adversity. And I think that has a lot to do with who our, who our leaders are on this team and our captains, uh, you know, with Jason Kelsey. And, and Fletcher Cox and Rodney McLeod, Jalen Hurts, uh, Alex Singleton, Brandon Graham, uh, those guys lead the way. And, and uh, you know, so just a lot of credit to those, our, our leaders on this team. Dobbins scored 24 straight points coming out of halftime. What was said to the offense and the team when you guys were back in, in the locker room? Uh, you know, just that, hey, good teams win games however they need to win games. Uh, you know, if we have to grind this out and be grimy and let the defense carry the way the whole time, we'll do it that way. But hey, just have that next play mentality of f forget the first half um, and and have that next play mentality and come out and ready to go. And uh, they definitely did a good job of uh, you know of coming out and just and forgetting that they just they did exactly that. They forgot the first half and they and they executed in the second half. Nick, from your perspective, why was, why was Jalen so much better in the second half? Uh, again, it was just, I think that's a combination of just how our entire offense played. Uh, he definitely missed some throws in the first half that he's going to want back. And uh, um, I thought he went to the right place with the ball. I know there's a question about, uh, you know, Bob prepped me for a question about a red zone play um, that we threw to Quez over the middle. Guys, you just, when there's guys breaking this way and breaking that way, you have to alert a certain player, which I'll just try to explain to you as much as I possibly can without giving anything away. You alert a certain player, and then your read starts somewhere else. So our alert was to Dallas versus a certain coverage. It wasn't that coverage. So now, you know, we read shallow to, to angle, and, and that's what he read. So his eyes aren't there. So I, I'm not one bit concerned. Like, when you give a quarterback and you, and you say to him, it, you know, when you, you know their reads as a, as a, as a coach, you don't ever get on him when he misses something like that because it's not a miss. His eyes went here to here, and Dallas is only a pre-snap read. There's no, we don't know. Jalen doesn't know that they're gonna. Bu they busted the coverage. Jalen doesn't know at the beginning of that play that they're gonna bust that coverage. Like they made a mistake. They were out of position on that particular play, um, and that was the read. And so, and so, I want to make sure that everybody understands that. And so, again, he didn't play his great, his best first half. And and when we play good, when he plays good, the, the offense offense rolls. And he and he did a just great. Job. Job bouncing back that second half, and again, it's just not having Jalen. We didn't play good as in the skill positions. We didn't play as good as we played on the offense line. We didn't coach as good as we needed to coach um, in that first half. So, uh, but again, just a credit to Jalen to, to rebound and, and play a good second half because that's what good teams do. They find ways to win. He did not run much today. Um, Nick. 
season, okay, but, if the season ended tonight, you guys would be in the playoffs. Obviously, it doesn't. You guys a couple games ago, but what does that say about how far you guys have come? I mean, especially after the start. And, it's pretty remarkable, huh? Yeah, I think, it, you know, I think, again, it just speaks to the, the leaders that we have in this team and, and, and the fact that we knew adversity is going to come. That's just the way this league is. Adversity hits, whether it's a two and five start, whether it's a postponement of a game and having to play two games, you know, play a game off a 13 day rest or whatever it was, and then play a game off five. I mean, that's what happens in this league. So you try to prepare yourself uh, for adversity and and be able to handle it. And that's the whole message that we've talked about from, from the beginning of uh, just dog mentality, next play, next play, next play. Jason Kelsey gave a message to the team last night, which was awesome. And his message was press on, um, you know, and you know, bad things happen, press on. Press on, press on, press on. He, he was awesome talking to the team last night. Uh, you know, he just, he's just such a great leader. And so it all comes back to the types of guys that we have in that locker room. A ton of credit, obviously, to Howie and his staff of how they've assembled this team. Uh, I said to Howie in there, you know, Howie said, you know, great job coming back from a two and five start. I said, Howie, great job. Like, what other first year head coaches are in the position I'm in? We have a great offense and defensive line. Usually, when there's a new new head coach, it's because the offense and defensive line aren't any good. And and so it's just been a great team effort, a great organization that we're a part of. And then it always comes down to these players and the, and the type of leaders that we have. A couple more, please. The Kelsey thing actually is. Is that, is that abnormal, or do you have somebody address the team every week? Well, I've, I, it's been 12 weeks. For one through 12 week, I addressed them. They were probably tired of hearing my voice, uh, so uh, I changed it up, and, and that's something I've done in the past. I've been on teams that have done that in the past. Frank's done that. Uh, you know, let your let your captains hear, uh, you know, talk at the at the end of the year and get the guys uh, ready to go on the Saturday night. Uh, I've always had good experience with that. How big was the interception? By Rodney McLeod, you guys had that pick set up a score. You had a pick six later in the game, ice the game. I mean, all all praise to Jalen and the receivers in the second half. But your defense oh, won played, this game for they you. played incredible. There's no doubt uh, the defense kept the the, the game a game uh, when it when it wasn't going well, right? And uh, huge huge play uh, by Rodney. Unbelievable rush. Uh, by Jannard Avery just to get pressure on the quarterback in the game that they played up front. Um, and so you get that pressure, he sails the ball high, and Ronnie gets a big play. And it was 3-3 three to three at that time, I believe, right? And that was their first drive of the second half. I mean, that's, that was everything, right? I mean, you end up going up seven. The defense feels like they can't, that they're not going to get any more points. And we're like, we're up seven? We ain't freaking losing this game because the way their defense is, the way our defense is playing. And our defense knew that. And so, obviously, they played unbelievable. It was it was just, again, it was the whole game of the the pressure, the how good they are were in the run game, how good we were, you know, covering and, and, and taking away some of the dink and dunks. Because um, that wind was blowing a little bit more than I think people realize out there today. Day. Um, you didn't. It didn't look bad, like it, it, in certain spots. But you see the flags up at the top. They were. They were. They were humming. And so, just again, just a great job by our defense. And then the pick six. Uh, obviously, that was huge. It put us. That put the game out of reach. We were able to take some guys out after that. And uh, uh, again, just it always starts up front. And just a great job by our defensive line. And then trickled down to everybody. Our last one, touchdown. What was your vantage point on Devontae's touchdown? And um, it seemed like a strange review. Yeah, I I think they were they, there might have been I, I don't know exactly, but I thought it was a touchdown that they were viewing and 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 basically something happened. It might have went to a TV commercial. I don't know exactly what happened, but uh they came back and, and I, the time when I thought they were reviewing it 
whatever whatever was happening was happening and then they they decided to review it and yeah, hey i'm just glad it counted i don't know i it, was, it felt like a long time we had to wait for it but uh the rest i thought the rest did a good job and and they were they were communicating with us the entire game uh again their job's never easy and i and i uh i value what they do out there oh yeah uh yeah just devonte has been really good on the back line and on the on the sideline all year you know and that's that's something you got to learn, right? Because you don't, you only have to have one in in college, right? And so um, he's just been really good and clean with his footwork on the sideline uh, for his first year. I mean, it's just, he's a technician. Um, and it's just not, and you, the guy loves football and wants to be better at football. And we know that, you know, a, a guy can go from here to here because of the technique he plays with. And, and so Devontae works endless uh, hours to, to do that. And he's just, and again, he'd had the catch like that last week where he dragged the foot from behind. So great job to Aaron Moorhead uh, of, of drilling that as well. I know he drills that every single day. Uh, and then Devontae obviously playing with great technique. Right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Did I miss anybody? Head coach Nick Sirianni crediting the defense, and rightfully so. The past four games, they've allowed an average of 14 and a half points. Very impressive by Jonathan Gannon and that entire defense. We heard from Alex Singleton earlier, who had a great game as well. Uh, but we got to talk about Rodney McLeod and the defensive line. A, part, a huge part of Rodney McLeod coming up with that um, opening interception was the pressure Jake Fromm was feeling up front. Yeah, I thought it was big time. You know, I'm watching that game. You know, you, you kind of get a feel for what the crowd is sensing at halftime, and there was some nervousness, you know, around this game. And Mike, I have to cut you off. <laughs> Boston Scott go. at the podium. Boston Scott, Boston Scott. Boston, you're known as the giant killer, but Lane Johnson's the guy that kind of put it away today. How, how good do you feel for, for him having been around him as long as you have and knowing what he went through this year? Mm, mean. Just him battling through, you know, things off the field, too. I have a tremendous amount of respect for that dude. And just being able to see him, you know, the smile on his face after all the work that he's put in. I mean, he's been an elite, one of the best to do it ever. And uh, it's always fun to see big guys get into the end zone and uh, get an opportunity. It's cool. Boston, what you learn about this team during the past six days? Um, just, I mean, I've always known it. They're a tenacious group, you know, um, fight through anything and uh, stay close-knit, you know? We don't let what's going on on the outside or anything like that interfere with, you know, the camaraderie and the brotherhood we have going on inside of that locker room. Um, I love those guys, man. I go to war for them every week. Are you ready to be the lead guy if it's Miles and Howard out? Who's that? What's that? Are you ready to be the lead guy? Anytime. Are... Anytime. came over to the left side. Was it looked like a pretty big hole there. Uh, big hole. I didn't do anything. It was all the offensive line. I just... Ran into the end zone. That was it. That's all them. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, um, it was a, uh, Herb. Herb uh, is the one that sprung me, I believe. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, I mean, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Sorry. Boston, what was, what was said to you about the neutral zone fraction that kind of just wiped out that big run that you had? Did the referee say anything? <laughs> no, I, I hadn't heard it. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it whenever we get uh, back into the facility. How were you guys able to kind of keep everything together as, as bad as you guys were playing in the first half on offense? I mean, it seemed like you guys were struggling the whole half. Well, um, no, I, I think we just, I don't know, man. I, we just stay calm, you know, because uh, the last thing you want to do is panic. Uh, you don't want to 
You don't want to get emotional. You don't want to feel like you have to do anything over the top. We just have to take it play by play, stay present, you know. Um, so that's, that's what we try and do. Uh, we all hold each other accountable, and uh, we all motivate each other. So we, we, keep it, we keep it calm. We keep it focused. You were a big factor on the team two years ago that made a late run to get in the playoffs. Do you see any similarities, connections between what you guys did in 2019 and what's happening now? Uh, it's, it's 2021, so we, we, we're just focusing on it one game at a time. When you say, Boston, that, that you always knew that this team was able to overcome adversity, how did you know it at 2-5? and five? Um, just, just through how we continued to battle that practice. Um, we've had, obviously, like undisciplined losses. Um, you know, and it can be kind of hard to, after that week after, just to kind of go, but everybody remained focused, everybody remained locked in, still had energy, still had juice, and um, guys are continuing to, to love on each other, push each other, um, so there was never any panic, never any panic, just always let's work, let's work more. That's uh, eight touchdowns now for you in six games against New York. How do you, how do you make sense of that? Is there anything, like, personal with this team, or what is it? It's an NFL team. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just out there doing my job. You had the fumble in the last game against the Giants in the fourth quarter, and then you were able to score a touchdown today. Did you take anything? Did you have any special feeling because of that, or do you feel anything special because of that? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, uh, that that was a mistake. Like I said, I was committed to correcting. Uh, just wanted to make sure that. Uh, being in the game, if I got my opportunity, just to focus in on the fundamentals and just do my job. That was running back Boston Scott. The running game looking a little different today. Obviously, Miles Sanders ruled out at halftime. Uh, I mean, it's not bad that they had more passing yards than rushing yards. Just look different. Not what we've seen from the Eagles in the past several weeks. Yeah, I think the, the Giants made a conservative effort to at least try to slow down the Eagles running game. You know, we, we talk about the last game that they lost to, to the Giants. We only scored seven points. They still rushed for 200-plus yards in that game. I yep. believe we're close to 200 yards. So if you're the Giants, you're saying to yourselves, this is what they like to do. We have to get them out of their comfort zone. I thought they did that in the first half. But then again, the defense, special teams in the second half came alive and gave the Eagles the ball in field position where, I mean, they scored points, but it weren't, they weren't long drives. So that's where some of the yardage comes off of what the Eagles were doing. And especially early on in this game, in that first half, where things obviously got a little bit dicey. Offensively, they just could not get things going uh, in the pass game or in the run game. Too often, they were in third and long, and now you're taking the, you're forcing yourself to be uh, throwing, throwing the ball first, right? And so that happened too often in that first half. They just could not get things going on the ground. In the kickoff show, when we spoke with Dave Spadaro, he mentioned maturity of a team. And I think we saw that today. Uh, you know, when, you have, when you're assembling a new team and a new staff, you don't know how they're going to grow throughout a season. And so I think we definitely saw maturation today because the first half wasn't pretty. I mean, everybody knows that. Luckily, there's a defense in place that can keep the game within reach. They were never out of it by any means. Right. They went to halftime tied at three. Um, but we definitely saw character building today and certainly maturation from really an offensive standpoint. Yeah, this was going to be a defensive-led game early. We saw it. The Eagles came out that first drive. I mean, there are two plays there when you include the kickoff. 
uh, return yep. yeah. that the Eagles could have turned the ball over early in the game. So you kind of got a sense that this may be a little bit of a slow start. And that can happen at times with offenses when you need to be uh, in rhythm and have uh, synchronization when you're calling plays. But from a defensive standpoint, if you're not facing a quarterback that can threaten you down the field, then you're going to be able to sit on your heels and just wait until he makes a mistake. Darius Slay had a play on the interception in the first half. I think the sun kind of got in his way there a little bit, so he dropped it. That led to three points for the Giants, I think. Other than that, I thought the defense held this Giants offense in check for the entire game. It, it was only where we may have shortened the field for them that their offense did anything for the most part for three quarters. And when you're a defense playing against the likes of a Jake Fromm or even a Mike Glennon, and no disrespect to those guys as NFL quarterbacks, but they know they don't want to win the game off of their arm. And the key for the defense is let's put the ball in their hands. We're not going to let you run the ball. You're going to have to throw it. And there were some opportunities there early. They just didn't capitalize on them in the second half. The quarterbacks made those same mistakes, and we took advantage of them. That interception by Rodney McLeod on that first drive was huge. I mean, it, it, it really was huge for the uh, Eagles team. Yeah, and when you look at it, you highlighted some of those mistakes, and it happened in all three phases, right? You had missed opportunities on offense, dropped interceptions on D, uh, fumbled footballs on, on special teams. What happens then as the team starts to bounce back? You get a long punt return on special teams, Jalen Rager. You get those interceptions, big plays on offense, full Everyone's team effort, and they win. off today. Fran, you're the next one. Jordan Mailata at the podium. Jordan, what was the uh, offensive line celebration like when Lane Johnson scored that touchdown? Uh, we should have spent more time figuring out a celebration. That was, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was like half ballroom dancing, kind of like half making it up on the spot, half Lincoln Field leap. It was, it was a mess. How cool was it to see, though? Yeah, it was. I'm not gonna swear. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was awesome, man. I, I'm so happy that he got a touchdown, and you know, for Lane, guy of his uh, you know caliber, he deserves it. So why? Because it's an offensive lineman, or because it's Lane, or it's because what Lane went through this year? You know why? why it's all that? three of those. He's a, you know it's Lane. He's an offensive lineman. I mean, big man touchdowns are. You know, everybody loves to see that. But when you actually know the guy and you play with the guy and you know how much he gives himself to the team. You love that for him, you know? How much has he meant in your – I know Jason Peters kind of took you under his wing, but you were on the right side, I believe, for, for a while. How much has Lane influenced you since you since you got your chance here in Philadelphia? Just as much as JP. Lane and JP were like my older brothers here when I first got here. And the amount of detail that they emphasized every day and made sure that I was correcting – self-correcting instead of, you know, relying on the coaches to tell me what to do. They would teach me how to coach myself and hold, holding me to a higher standard. And that was JP and Lane's just thing. They always did it. They, they were never shy to offer help. And that's one thing that I'll never forget. So you start lobbying for a touchdown of your own now, do you think? <laughs> that's a great question. That's a big Twitter that's a great question. thing. Is, mean, a, is it a debate right now? It's a big Twitter thing now, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to say. You know, if the people want to see it, the people want to see it. But I'm just going to do my job as a left tackle. I still got a lot to work on. So. Hey Jordan, do you feel better about the way you played today compared to Tuesday? Um. Yes. Yes. I mean, I know the effort I gave today. Um. But you know, the film don't lie. So I'll let you know again later on the week when I watch the film. 
It's great. Told you. Told you it was a stupid question. Yeah, you did. <laughs> what was the difference between the first half and the second half from an offensive point of view? Um, I think that's, <clears throat> I think with the short turnaround, I think you could really feel the effects of that short turnaround in the first half. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. And, um, you know, I think it was just the, the rhythm. Rhythm was off. So once we came back out in the in the second half and we found that rhythm again, you know, we just kept it going and it was great. It was good fun. Nick mentioned Jason Kelsey's speech last night. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Press on. Yeah. Effort to the whistle, effort to the end of the play. Just press on. Keep pressing on. And why is Jason such a good messenger for that message? because he believes in it. And when you have somebody who believes in something so much and you listen to him, you believe it yourself. He inspires people, you know? You, are, you know, statistically right now in the playoffs, I mean, does that mean anything to you at this point? The only thing that means the most is the next game, you know? We're going to look at this film, we're going to make the corrections, and then we're going to move on to the next game because that's the most important. Is Lane the kind of guy who kind of like been lobbying for a while to like get a chance to score a touchdown? No, he's not that kind of guy. Lane just puts his head down and works. He's one of the hardest workers in the room. Gifted athletically, he's insane. So he just puts his head down. He works hard. <clears throat> we we watch him. He inspires us, and then you know, we we figure out these trick plays, and I'm like, oh yeah, what about me? Like, oh, okay, no, I'll just play left tackle. So, you know, it's all good. How big a deal was the turn? If you think about all that's happened with this team during the past, the past six, seven days, what have you learned about this group overall? Perseverance and even just Kelsey's message to press on, to keep pressing on, next play mentality. Um, you know, the grit of this team, you can feel it. Our... I guess passion for the, for each other, you know, building that brotherhood. That's that's the one thing that you know Coach Sirianni emphasizes us on building that that brotherhood, and you can feel it in the critical parts of the game when when you need to lean on each other. Special teams making plays, defense making plays. You know, you just play for each other. And I think the last couple of weeks, we, we we're starting to notice that, and we're going to keep building on it. How was that? How big was that turnover at the beginning of the? Uh, Third quarter, Nick said it really uh, maybe spiced the offense a little bit too. Rodney McLeod's pick. Oh, Rodney. I was like, which one? <laughs> Sorry. I was like, which one? Uh, memory's kind of foggy. Um, yeah, it was important. It was very important that we got that very crucial moment of the game, and we had to make sure that we capitalized on it. You know, when we get gifted a pick like that, you can't let it go to waste. So the momentum definitely shifted from then on, and then we just pressed on. Thanks, guys. Uh, that was huge. Uh, you know, coming out in the second half uh, to be able to put our, our team in, in the position. Uh, that I was able to, uh, I think it created a lot of momentum. And that's what we talked about at half. Just coming out, man, and, and really showing uh, who, who wanted it more. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think we responded the right way. Uh, my interception helped. And then 
Uh, we just kept rolling from there. How about on uh, Alex's interception, the one you deflected? What, what was that play? Yeah, so they uh, they ran a lot of empty sets today and a few times. Most of the time they were doing uh, option routes with uh, Tony backside. Uh, so Singh and I you know, talked about, I think, Something happened before that. They, they didn't run it. They lined in that formation, and uh, we said, hey, you know, if he goes out, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm jumping it uh, myself. If he comes in, then, you know, he'll be in the, in the spot and uh, happen to make a great play. I actually was looking for the ball on the ground because I knew I, I broke it up. Uh, I didn't know it, it, it got in uh, that he picked it. I just see him running, man, and it, it was another huge play for us. Rodney, after that Las Vegas game, you spoke to the team and said, are you committed to making this run? I know it's not over yet, but you guys are sitting here 8-7. What changed? Uh, just our continued belief in one another, uh, us figuring out ways uh, to get better as individuals to help this team out. And, you know, it took a lot of hard work uh, to put us back in this position that we're in today. Uh, but like you just said, man, it's, it's far from over. And all we can do is just take it one step at a time. That's been our mindset um, as we've been in this playoff mode, right? And, and just take it one game at a time. And um, we do that, man, we'll end up where we need to be. The Giants are averaging like 10 points a game over the last five. Did you ever think they could move the ball on you guys? Like, were they ever, did you ever think they were a real threat to move the ball? They had, I mean, they, honestly, they have a lot of uh, great players over there, you know, who've proving themselves in this league. So uh, you never can take uh, that for granted and understanding that you got to put records, you know, beside, um, you know, records aside, they're going to show up and they're going to play hard, right? Because one, it's an NFL game. Two, we're very profitable individuals and it's a division opponent. So um, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I think we just came out, man, and, and, and dominated from start to finish. Any uh, memorable reactions to Lane Johnson's touchdown on the sideline there? Man, impressive hands. Uh, I'm like, Jalen, you got to take some uh, zip off the ball, man. It's it's a, it's a lineman, but he put his hands up there. He caught it. Uh, I was uh, hyped for him, man. Very excited uh, to see him uh, score his first touchdown. Uh, I thought he was going to give us show us some of his dance moves, but uh, I think he just jumped in the crowd. But that, that was pretty cool to see. Roddy, after Malcolm left feel like you needed to take on a greater leadership role? Did you feel like you just kind of needed to continue to be the guy you've always been? How did the, their kind of absences affect what you thought your role in defense was? And those are two great players, you know, who've uh, made a lot of plays for the Seagulls defense over the years since I've been here. Uh, but I, I feel as though I just need to continue to just be myself, uh, allow my voice to be heard uh, when needed. And, uh, you know, the team's responded well. It always hurts when you lose a guy like Brandon, uh, guy of that caliber who's you know played in a lot of games and contributed at a very high level. Uh, so uh, we just always say next man up, though, and that's what you've uh, seen. Younger guys on that D-line stepped up and filled the shoes, and and we've now relied on guys like Sweat and, and Derek Barnett to play a lot more than maybe they were asked initially. Uh, so uh, it's been good. And and obviously we're, we're starting to hit our stride uh, when we need it the most. Uh, at these for these meaningful games. Defense is playing, Rodney. I think we're playing. I mean, very well right now. Uh, you know, the biggest thing is uh, reset. 
Um, you know, it's going to be a, another challenge next week versus a good Washington offense. They'll have, you know, their quarterback back, and uh, we have to show up. Uh, nobody cares what we did this week or last week. It's all about what you do that, that next Sunday. It's our first time speaking to you in a few weeks. You were one of the guys who was uh, not happy with the game being pushed back, of course, and, and then obviously Nick was out this week. How do you think you guys handled these past six days? I think we handled it the best way that we could. And then today, uh, I don't think any of us uh, were happy about it, but uh, the stage was set. Those are the cards that we were dealt, and we're pros, man. And at the end of the day, you know, we could line up on Wednesday. We can line up on Saturday. Uh, it's all about how we show up, how we prepare, and how we execute come game day. You've probably heard uh, Jason Kelsey give a lot of speeches over the years. How did last night compare? Uh, very emotional. Uh, and that's what you expect uh, from a guy like Kelsey. You know, he he's uh, very passionate about this game. Uh, we have a lot of uh, respect for him, and uh, his words were felt, and it was heard loud and clear. And so, you know, we went out, and today was exactly what he talked about, perseverance, pushing through. Uh, didn't start off the way that we all envisioned. It was, it was hard. I mean, you heard the boos going on. Uh, it was tough, but we s stuck with it, hung in there, and found a way. How do you feel about the booze? <laughs> I mean, I've been here for a while, but I, I know how it goes here. Uh, uh, Philly, man, this passionate city, uh, but they love us dearly, and you gotta love it. Did you feel the effects of the quick turnaround? Huh? Did you? Did you? Or do you feel like your defense felt the effects of the quick turnaround? Jordan Mailata said, or it might have been Jordan, might have been somebody else. Said, yeah, you know, you could tell in the first half that there was a quick turnaround. Man, defensively, I, I felt like, and we didn't, we didn't blink. We just, we understood what the assignment was, what the mission was, and uh, we made that choice and decision that we weren't leaving out, leaving out of here with uh, nothing short than a win. So, I'm proud of the defense, the way we played. Proud of the entire team uh, because, you know, like I said, no matter who they have out there, uh, it's hard to, you know, to play the way that we did and, and dominate a team uh, the way that we did today. So. Uh, you know, 24-hour rule, we'll enjoy it, but now it's on to Washington. Big veteran presence from Ronnie McLeod the past few weeks, especially since he returned from injury. We have to remember the season started without Ronnie McLeod. So to see the way that he has really stepped up and grown with this defense, along with this defense, especially when you're missing the big voices like the Brandon Grahams in a season like this. Yeah, it's great to see Rodney has found his voice. I, you know, quiet leaders are also effective leaders. When you have other guys that can be the guys that get up in front of the team and do the majority of speaking just because they're comfortable with it, it allows the quiet leaders to lead by example. And I think that's what Rodney has done during his time as an Eagle. It doesn't mean he hasn't been one of the better leaders on the team. It's just you got guys like Fletcher, you got Malcolm, you got Brandon Graham, Jordan Hicks was here. Like, he's been here for a while. We forget how long Rodney McLeod has been here. And it's great to see that he has a voice in the locker room. You know who he reminds me of? Uh, he reminds me of Quentin Michael, who was a very good leader on this team, came here as an undrafted player, but also came into a locker room and in a defense that had enough vocal leaders that he didn't have to necessarily be the guy. But he was a sponge, soaked it all up, understood what it meant to be a leader of this team. And when those guys left, when the Brian Dawkins left, when the Jeremiah Trotters left, Quentin Michael's voice became bigger. Uh, particularly on that side of the football. And it doesn't mean he wasn't a good leader earlier. It just means 
other people were doing it. And that's kind of I kind of feel with Rodney. He's always had this ability. He sees that this team this year needs him to be one of the guys to step up. It can't be Fletcher all the time. You got to have another voice there. And Rodney has the resume. He's won a championship. He's played in big games. He has the respect of the young players on his team. And Jordan Mailata was on Eagles game plan this week talking about Jason Kelsey and said he's a guy that makes everybody right around him, not just offensive linemen, but receivers, tight ends, the quarterback, everybody. And I feel like Rodney has that effect on defense. And I don't think that it's a coincidence that the defensive turnaround started happening when he got inserted back in the lineup. He does a lot of hidden things that I don't think we were going to notice on the outside, but he's one of those fixers on the back end of this defense. And when you look at what's ahead for the Eagles, Rodney McLeod was asked about it and he touched on it. There's two games to go. Yeah. They're both NFC East opponents. One's at home, one's on the road. And they're in the driver's seat. The Eagles are in full control of what happens next. And it's going to be up to the Rodney McLeods and the Jason Kelseys to get this team through this push and this final stretch. Because uh, like you said, they've been here, done that. And, and we mentioned this earlier on the kickoff show, this coaching staff has done a great job in riding with these young players, letting them go through the ups and downs of a season. But now... It's up to this, these veteran guys to pull them through. Yeah, and I think the coaching staff has done a great job leaning on their veterans, right? There's a lot of uh, coaches that are here that are in new positions, right? And, and they, for a team that was supposed to be growing as a young team and with sort of moderate to lower expectations, they have exceeded those expectations, and now they find themselves in a playoff run. Well, this is new for a lot of them except for the guys that have won a championship here. So now it's time to lean on those guys as well to make sure that their message is getting through to the rest of the players on the team. Um, it's not a position we like being in every year, except for the fact that we have something to play for. And this team has the grit. Uh, I think they have the character, uh, when you look at the veterans on this team, that they know that there's something special that they can accomplish. But you can't put the cart before the horse. They understand that. They took care of business this week. Not ideal circumstances. They didn't let it become a distraction. Now you get back to a full week of uh, preparation, getting ready for this Washington football team. And believe me, they know what's, what's ahead of them. They know what's at stake. They just don't need to necessarily talk about it and, and put it out there for everyone else. We'll do that for them. <laughs> and it's not just the pregame speeches or right. the, the night of the night before in the locker or in the uh, in the hotel where Jason Kelsey speaks to the whole team where that parts off on the young guys it's the every day it's yes. the it's the grunt work stuff that nobody else sees but your teammates see so Jason Kelsey setting that example for younger offensive linemen uh, and you go right down the list all of those veterans this is when you're leaning on them most but it's the everyday stuff it's not just the stuff under the lights I think it was interesting, too, how these players have all said that they've been through a lot this season, and you kind of forget because of the success that they've had recently. Uh, you, you have to remember they started it off 2-5. and five. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. was a lot of criticism surrounding this team. Obviously, injuries are a part of the game, and you never want to see players go down, but it, it happens, right? You don't yep. want to lose Brandon Graham in the beginning of the season, but you did. Yep. And then you're dealing with injuries uh, along the offensive line that you don't want to deal with. But to see that they can now end the season with 9 or 10 wins – the turnaround has been quite impressive. Yeah, and that's why I will lean more towards the coaches because that's really where their impact has come in. And when you're in that first year, it's very easy to start second-guessing yourself, switching everything up, and sort of getting out of character. Um, they seem to have stuck to the game plan. I don't see any finger-pointing going on. There is no infighting going on. Everybody is in this thing together. 
They believe in the coaches, and that's big. When you're going through tough times, it's the only way you're going to fight out of those tough times is by doing it together, not by pointing fingers. That's one of the things that I've liked about this team that I'm impressed with, with a young coaching staff that's getting his first opportunity, is that in this city, when adversity hits, it can spiral out of control. It can snowball. It doesn't seem like that has happened with this team, with this coaching staff, and the credit should go to Nick Sirianni and his staff because when things aren't going well, it's up to those guys to really set a tone and be an example for the players. When the coaches don't point fingers, when the coaches don't get out of character, the players know that they need to stay focused and stay in character, and it seems like that's what's happened with this football team, and that's why they find themselves in this position. And it's something, you know, I feel like when people talk about it on the outside in media, it's always about, oh, he lost the locker room, the right. coach lost the locker room. Everything you just said gets umbrella in that one little what uh, four-phrase sentence. And I think when you look at Nick Sirianni and this coaching staff and what they've done, they've pushed all the right buttons with this team, and the veterans have kind of uh, re repaid that with how they have played and with how they have acted, and you see the young players all following suit. We can continue to see players get better throughout the course of the season. Young players and even the young veterans as well continuing to improve on both offense and defense in this new scheme. I'm interested to know what both of you think about what we learned from this team today. Uh, because like we kind of touched on, things did look different than what we've been used to the past few weeks. Uh, good special teams performance for the most part. Uh, good passing game. The defense really holding down two running backs, again, who have had success in the National Football League. So I'm just curious to know what you think we learned from the Philadelphia Eagles today, knowing what's to come. Uh, for me, I think we learned that there is some fight and some grit to this team. You know, we talk about this team trying to, you know, carve out its identity and figure out who they are. Well, some of that applies to schemes out there on the field, production out there on the field, but also some of that applies to the intangibles. And, you know, you may be a certain way as a makeup of a team early in the season because there's a lot of unknown there. But as the season goes, you start to to form an identity as well as whether or not you're a tough team, a team that will uh, throw in the towel when things aren't going well, whether or not you're a team that will fight back, uh, play for 60 minutes, all those things that coaches like to use to identify what their characteristics of their players are. Well, I think with this team, I've, I've, I've been pleasantly surprised at the amount of grit and fight that I'm seeing from the young players. I already know what's there with Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, all these guys. But it's the younger guys that you just don't know how they're going to respond and react to things until they're placed in that position. And the quarterback is one of those guys that he's been under the microscope all year long. And when things aren't going well, he isn't pointing fingers. He isn't making excuses. He's, he's working hard. He puts his head down. And I think that rubs off on the rest of the players, particularly on that young offensive side of the football. To me, I learned that this team found another way to be able to win a football game. And I think good football teams find ways to win games outside of what that blueprint has been. And what has the blueprint been over the last couple of months? They're going to run the heck out of the football. They're going to control the clock. And they're going to play efficient defense. Well, the Eagles lost the time of possession battle today. Uh, they didn't run for 150 yards. They didn't hit that 175-yard mark that they had done for the free previous seven games. So I think looking at the way this team won – Defense, special teams, making some big plays when it mattered, and the offense being opportunistic, that's a good way to be able to come out and win a football game when things don't go well. well with that, we're actually going to hear from the quarterback. Jalen Hurts is at the podium. Yeah, I think um, it's another week where we, we've kind of come out and obviously not executed like we wanted to, um, but 
Um, I've always admired from day one the, the fight of this team, the resiliency of this team, the grit and perseverance of, a, of this team. And, um, you know, you, you look at this football team right now, and I just think we have so much character, um, so much character and how we do things, how we operate, uh, what we strive for, how we work every day, um, and how we're able to co overcome. So um, I, I was very happy about that today. What's your explanation for, for why the offense started so slowly in the first half? Um, it starts with me. It starts with me. Um, had some different things we just didn't execute, um, but we put it together, uh, made some big plays, um, and uh, put, up, put up some points. Why the Randall jersey? I'm sorry? Why the Randall jersey? Oh man, um, I mean one of, one of the greatest, and obviously an icon here. Um, and I always talk about how how much it means to me to be able to play for for this organization, and um, knowing you know the great great dual threat quarterbacks I've had come before me, um, Mike Vick, McNabb, Five, and and Randall Cunningham, and I just want to you know play at a high level and. I'll make them proud because they come before me. So the touchdown pass to Lane, and what, what did you see on the play, and, and how happy were you guys to, to see him get in the end zone? Well, well, I'll just say this. I know Lane is, um, he's been, I mean, whoever votes, they vote, they, they motivate him. He's, he was very motivated all week um, by not, not making the Pro Bowl. And um, I mean, I, I'm happy he got him one. Um, I know. I know he just so we exchanged jerseys after the game actually, because um, I've I've never thrown a, a touchdown to an offensive tackle, um, but he's a freak athlete, um, but never thrown a touchdown to an offensive tackle and I gave him my jersey, um, signed it, gave it to him and he gives me his jersey and leaves it in my locker, um, and he wrote on there, he said um, <laughs> when I caught that ball I didn't know what I I didn't know what to think all I could think was what y'all know about them Texas boys. <laughs> And um, it's, just, it's just so 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 much fun to see him um, out there making plays like that, and obviously um, playing at such a high level like he has all year at tackling. Um, I know, you know, he may not be in the Pro Bowl, but I know he better be first team All Pro. Um, the player he is. Did you take something off the throw? Did you have to take something off that throw? Nah, I worked out with Lane a lot in the off season, so um, <laughs> he was he he was equipped and well prepared. Did he always catch you in practice? Yeah. Jalen, Played that quarterback that, in high school. Yeah. Do you tell that that moment meant more to the team uh, because of what Lane kind of battled back from and went through this season? Well, I think I think it's a testimony of of of, of perseverance and um, obviously um, being strong. You know what I mean? And and Lane knows that his teammates has his back. Um, he knows I have I have his back. And going through the things that he went through earlier in the season, obviously being able to come back and be with us and, um, you know, be a big part of our football team and our offense. Um, I'm happy for him, but I'm happy that he's good. I'm happy he got an end zone today. Jalen, your other touchdown pass, what do you notice about Devontae, Devontae's footwork and his awareness when he's uh, on the um, Well, that's a big-time play. That's a big-time play and a big-time moment in the game. And um, that's two weeks in a row he's made big, Big time toe tapping plays, um, dragging that foot, and it's something we practice all the time. We preach all the time. So, um, Devontae, you know, he may be in, in his first year, but you know, he he's a, he's a true pro. I um, mean, how he prepares and um, the different things that may come up in the game. So, um, big time play. Did you run that 
Let's go back to your played. sophomore year in college to find a game when you had uh, two carries as a starter. Um, I guess what's the reason for that, and, and is that something that, that is going to change going forward? I'm sorry? To have only two carries for you as a starter? Oh, that's, that's just kind of how the, the game went. That's how kind of how the game went. This is kind of how the game went. Did the referees explain why they needed to further review uh, the touchdown throw to Devontae at all? And what was going on in the field while you guys were waiting? I was a little, I was a little confused on on that, but um, I mean, I thought it was a catch. Um, it was a catch, and we got it, we got it in. How you uh, Devontae had a nice jump ball catch, as did Quez. You know, what does it mean to have got receivers able to make plays on balls uh, up in the air? Um, it's, it's a it's a big thing. Um, it's, it's a big thing for for those guys to be able to go up there and make those plays. And I tell them that um, I trust them, um, regardless um, regardless of what's going on, regardless of who's saying this. I trust them to go out there and make plays, um, and they and they do. Um, you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have your miss miscues. You're gonna have some drops here and there, but that doesn't phase me and my my belief in the receivers. Everybody on that field. A well-rounded question, but I tell you honestly, um, I stand a moment with everything. Um, everybody has goals. Everybody has dreams and things that they want to accomplish. Um, you know, we put so much work into this. So um, there are big dreams and big goals that we want to achieve. But right now, in this moment, um, I'm just I'm happy. Um, kind of bounced back um, and found a way to win this game and, and win in a good fashion. And um, we'll enjoy it for 24 hours and move on to, to play Washington at Washington. You know, when you have a good game, you talk about whether you won or not. When you have a bad game, you talk about whether you won or won. The winning seems to be the only thing that really matters to you. You guys are a winning team now for the first time, and uh, I think you qualify for the playoffs if, if it ended today. I'm going to cut you off. What does that matter? I'm going to cut you mean? off. I'm going to cut you off. I'm not, I'm not in the business of talking about anything but being in the moment. Um, and everything that we do um, is, is focused on getting better every day and being one to know every day. And we know as a football team, if we control the things that we can control, um, it should be all right. So um, any external factors, any rat poison out there, you know, everybody's I – don't, I, don't, I don't really care for it. I'm not trying to hear it. Um, we, we, we know as a football team, and I know in my heart that we've yet to play our best game. We've yet to put it all together. Um, and we're striving for that. And, and I know it'll come at the right time, but we're striving for that. So. Nick exonerated you on the um, pass in which Dallas got over on the busted coverage. How did, how, did you, how did you see it? Well, put the play in, um, and we're expecting, we're expecting seven bracket. So basically 29 to safety McKinney from Alabama. He's bracketing Rager, and they're playing kind of in and out, right? But they're in quarters, cover seven. So got to find a single, maybe. But in that play, what I was coached to do, just go through it as a pure progression, work the shallow to the running back coming, only throw that versus a certain look. Um, and my shallow popped, um, and McKinney fell off and, and drove on the shallow after I threw the ball. So McKinney made a really good play, and they busted the coverage backside, so he was wide open over there. So my pre-snap look did not give me um, what I wanted to throw the corner to Dallas, but definitely looking after the fact. Um, 
it's easy to say throw them the ball, but um, hey, you're gonna miss something like that, you know. And, and as a quarterback, you want to play on schedule and get the ball out on time and try your best to do that. Um, and just trust your preparation and your reads and your progressions. Um, and you're going to have guys that pop, but um, you got to try and stay on schedule and do those things. And, um, you know, th those happen. Jalen Hurts likes to stay in the present, but we're going to look a little bit in the past. While we have a few more minutes left of the show earlier today, Fran broke down one of the big defensive plays earlier on in the game in this week's Rico Review. All right, so this week here on the Rico Review, I want to go back to the very first third down of the game for this Eagles defense. Again, holding the New York Giants to just three points in the first half, and a big part of that was their success on third down. And I thought they really mixed up some looks against a young quarterback in Jake Fromm. First third down of the game, it's third and long, and you can see the Eagles, they're showing pressure here. There's the potential threat for a number of different blitzers from the second level. So there's a lot now that quarterback Jake Fromm and this Giants offensive line has to handle. Now, at the snap of the ball, what I think is happening is the Giants have double chips called in here just to help out these offensive tackles. You're going to see at the top that the tight end, he's going to help out with a little bit of a chip here on Derek Barnett, and you're going to get the running back. He's also going to have eyes on Josh Sweat as well just to kind of help out that offensive tackle if necessary. Now, what happens when offensive tackles think that they've got chip help on their outside, they might make sure that they protect that inside shoulder thinking, hey, I've got a running back helping my outside. So we're going to get back to that here in a little bit. Let's get into what the Eagles are doing defensively because, again, you've got Rodney McLeod, TJ Edwards, and Jannard Avery all walked up close to the line of scrimmage with the threat of all of these guys coming. Now, obviously, not all of them are going to blitz. So you're going to see TJ Edwards. He's going to get out of there. Rodney McLeod, he's going to drop out as well. The Eagles have a nice TT stunt, tackle, tackle, stunt. So you have Fletcher Cox and Hargrave both working working inside, and then you also have Jannard Avery looping back around as well, and he's going to loop into that B-gap. We're going to let this run for a second, and let's just see how all of this plays out. Again, you've got that chip from the tight end at the top of the screen. The offensive tackle at the bottom, he's also expecting some chip help, and you can see he's kind of undersetting. He's letting Josh Sweat take that outside angle because he thinks that he's got that running back helping, but Look at those running back's eyes. Where is he going? He's got to handle the blitzer because Jannard Avery, who started here, he's looping inside right into that B-gap. So the running back, he can't help with the chip on Josh Sweat. He has to pick up the blitzer. So that leaves Josh Sweat one-on-one -on -one with the offensive tackle, and he's able to run the hoop here and get home to Jake Fromm. Impacts this throw, forces an incomplete pass, and the Eagles get off the field on third down. One of many examples of how not all pass rush is about sacks. You love to get pressures and find ways to be able to get off the field. Here, Josh Sweat gets a hit on the quarterback, forces the incomplete pass, and the Eagles force a punt. Now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. All right, guys, here we go. Three nominees. Talked about them all night. Ronnie McLeod coming up with that big interception to light the fire to start the second half. Next up, we got the Rook, Devontae Smith, five receptions for 80 yards, and, of course, that touchdown. And lastly, Josh Sweat making an appearance this week. Four total tackles and a sack. What do we think? Well, you know, I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball. I thought Rodney McLeod really changed this game with that interception early in the second half. 
and it gave the Eagles the opportunity to get their first touchdown of the game. And I thought from that point, they didn't look back. I thought you were going to go Devontae Smith for sure. I, I thought you were going Slim Reaper there. Uh, I am going to go with Rodney McLeod. I, I'll go with the fixer there. I think that big play was really the catalyst moving forward. All right, we'll get your votes in, Eagles fans. And here's a reminder. There's a new way for you to get a recap of each game. Check out our voice app on Alexa and Google devices. For more information, visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash voice. Now it's time to look ahead, okay? Tonight's Jamison Nightcap. We're going to look at Sunday's opponent and uh, looks a little familiar, the Washington football team. This will be the third game the Eagles have played in 13 days when they hit the road to take on the Washington football team on Sunday, January 2nd at 1 o'clock. Of course, they are 6-8. and eight. They play tonight. If you want to know who the Eagles are seeing the final two weeks of the season, tune in tonight right. Sunday Night Football. Uh, again, another huge opportunity for the Birds on the road. Yeah, and I love Jalen's demeanor. You know, when being, I guess, prompted to answer questions about the playoffs or what have you, he understands about the rat poison. But the bottom line is, on the side, they know what the task is, and they know what lies ahead for them. They just faced this team less than a week ago. They're going to see them Sunday. They're ready for it. It's, 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 when you, it's when you can see the finish line there at the end, but you know you got business to take care of before you get to the finish line. I think the Eagles are in the right frame of mind. Uh, it won't be easy, but it won't be because they overlooked this football team. I mean, if they don't win next week, it'll be because Washington came out and earned it. It feels like just this week we were talking about yeah. Washington, right? I, I mean, really, I think it's such a unique situation with such a short turnaround, but Eagles take on Washington down on the road, their last road game here uh, of the regular season here in 2021. Yeah, they've been pretty good on the road this year, so hopefully they'll get another one to close out right. their road schedule. That'll do it for us here on the post game show. Be sure to join us on the kickoff show next Sunday before the Eagles uh, play the Washington football team. But for now, for myself, Fran Duffy, and I, Grease, happy holidays and go birds.